Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds. To them who by patience continue in some well-doing seat. No nope. glory and honor and immorality. Yep. Eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth. But obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Great blue You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' expose them. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue and sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue and sin? Christ is the way, yep. devil gon' win, nope. tryna make it to heaven, yep. get there by sin, nope. follow the commandments, yep. everybody got choices, I chose this walk so I keep on trotting, everybody got choices, choose the right path and nothing can stop us, everybody got choices, righteous life, devil don't like that, nah, everybody got choices, choose the right path and save your soul, never going back, no, 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 forward to the kingdom,
you got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I your Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose that's right, that's right, that's right. We got to choose, we got to choose, we got to choose. All right, here we go, here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right. Gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, good evening. Uh, welcome once again another episode of ISBHBK presents Bible Talk. Uh, my name is Mashaba, one of the teachers with the ISBHBK. That is the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. We do have school locations in San Antonio, Texas, um, Houston, Texas. Nova Virginia, and also Rochester, New York. Shalom. Good evening. Welcome. Um, um, uh, happy Tabernacles. As tonight does start the beginning of the, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, right? It was a, an eight, excuse me, which is an eight-day celebration, uh, which officially starts tonight, um, <clears throat> where during this time we would, we would normally go ahead and take the, the whole week and, and rejoice and actually reunite with one another. Um, working out any differences, working out um, any issues and beefs that we have with one another, and coming into this day where nobody's going home, um, there's not going to be, I'm going to love you from a distance, it ain't going to be where, where uh, we're out of sight, out of mind, we're actually going to live together for eight days in, in tabernacles, live together for eight days in tents, and, and remind ourselves about how we actually gathered and came, when we came out of Egypt, uh, we all came out of Egypt together. And then for the 40 years that we were in the wilderness, we were in that wilderness together. Um, uh, you know, like the Drake song says, start from the bottom, and now we're here. That we literally start from the bottom, and then, Lord, after the, our 40 years in the wilderness, we finally came to the promised land where we received um, uh, the blessing or the gift of the Most High, being the actual promised land. That we, we, cities already built, houses already furnished, and built crops already, um, uh, and farms, and Estates and plantations already laid out to the to the fullest, uh, with servants, with slaves, with with um, handmaids and, and, and hand servants that um, we enjoy nothing but luxury. But once a year we were commanded to come together, um, right as the day of atonement, which gave us a, a a new year, not not a new year, but um, all our sins for the past year have been forgiven, uh, and we uh, went through the, the fast properly, and. Now we get, in starting afresh, we get to start fresh anew with one another during the fall harvest, which happens to be, again, the Feast of Tabernacles, and we get to enjoy each other's company as, as family, enjoy each other's company as brothers, sisters, the children, of, the children of Israel, the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. And, we, and then we have this chance to actually come together and rejoice and, 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 and not have to worry about going to work, not have to worry about paying bills, not have to worry about debt, 
They have to worry about um, a, a tax collector. Not that have to worry. Not have to worry about. Um, uh, I, I I got appointments. I got errands to do. That the whole nation took off. The whole nation um, uh, took this time to 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 unite uh, with the Most High. Real quick, going to Deuteronomy chapter sixteen. And verse 16, it reads as such. So this is, I mean, Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16, it says, Three times in a year shall all thy males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and in the Feast of Weeks, and in the Feast of Tabernacles. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty. So there were three times in the year that, that we had national um, gatherings, right? national convocations where the whole nation had to come together, all right? Um, three times in a year, all the males, excuse me, all the males, had, we, we had to appear before the Most High in the place that he chose, whereas the other, high, other um, holy days that the Lord had gave us, the high holy days that the Lord gave us, we were able to do so within our, our city now that we have to be gathered in. But for three times in a year, all the males of Israel, from from Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebun, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gab, Reuben, Asher, Nathaniel, and Issachar, we all had to congregate and come together three times in the year. And when, when you look at the, the seasons that, of these, these times of the year, when we have the, uh, the Feast of um, uh, the feast of Unleavened Bread, that would take place in the first month, um, 14th day. And that would actually be in the springtime, right? That would be in the springtime, well, which today we consider um, uh, March or April. In the springtime, with the spring harvest, that we had to now bring part of the, the, the spring harvest, the first, first fruits of the spring harvest, we had to bring that before the, to the Most High as we get together for the Passover, again, in commemoration of the Lord passing over the, the, the Egyptians, uh, excuse me, passing over the Israelites and slaying the firstborn of the Egyptians on the last night that we were in Egypt, on the very last night that we were in captivity, the very last night that we were in, in, in the empire uh, uh, of the Egyptians, and we were now, we, we were leaving. We were about to get up out of here. So we commemorate that day, uh, the, the Passover, the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is, happens to be a, a feast uh, or a, um, and harvest of the springtime, all right? Then we come back 50 days later with the Feast of Weeks, uh, otherwise known as the original Pentecost, um, that we would gather together again during this time and bring some of our harvest, because we're getting ready to come into the summer harvest. And then we have the fall harvest, which would be the Feast of Tabernacles. But we we would come together now at the, the end of the harvest and bring bring um, uh, bring the crops of the fall harvest, and then we would bring the the first of that to the Most High, and, uh, even after now uh, celebrating and, and observing the memorial the memorial of blowing the trumpets um, on the, the seventh seventh month first day the first day of the, of the month, then coming back ten days later and observing the the day of atonement we get a chance to make things right with the Most High um, and be forgiven for the, 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 the previous sins for the past year. And then coming back um, uh, the seventh month, 15th day, um, as we come into the Feast of Tabernacles, which is go from the 15th day to the 21st day. So tonight does have, actually, happens to actually be uh, the very beginning. Tonight is a, a Sabbath, uh, the, the uh, Feast of Tabernacles. Now, as you know, ISBHPK, we will be actually congregating in Tabernacles uh, this coming Sunday, all right? This coming Sunday and Monday, um, 
we will actually uh, congregate in gathering with uh, brothers and sisters um, just outside of Katy, Texas. <coughs> just west, uh, just west of uh, Katy, Texas. It's about two hours away from from um, from San Antonio. Um, if you'd like to join us, we invite you to please go to um, isbhpk.com. Again, isbhpk.com, and you go to the events and the high holidays, and you'll see an invite for uh, the memorial, for the Peace of Tabernacles. And uh, if you and your family like to join us, uh, please do just do an RSVP so we, we know about, you know, just get some numbers, uh, get, get a guesstimate on how many people might be coming. And if we do ask... Um, that each family, please give a donation of $40 um, toward, towards the cost of renting the, the, um, uh, the campgrounds. Um, and there, there's going to be many events uh, during, during, during this time. There's going to be a, a canoeing. There's going to be um, uh, paddle boats. There's going to be um, uh, uh, there's fishing. There's you can catch release, uh, fishing taking place. There's going to be um, you know, there's an event center there where there's going to be all types of games going on from and a karaoke night, um, all types of board games. Um, there's a sand pin volleyball uh, volleyball court uh, that, that's, that's that's there also. It's gonna be it's gonna be some it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I believe there's basketball courts there also. That that it's going it's, it's really gonna be a good time. All right, while we're out there, while we're out there camping uh, together, living in tents, um, uh, tabernacles uh, for for at least the two days. Right, for at least two days to commemorate the this week, uh, this holy week of the memorial of the Feast of Tabernacles. You might sometimes get tongue tied with, with these different different things, whatever. So please check out isbhpk.com. Um, go, uh, go to the invite for the uh, uh, Feast of Tabernacles and leave an RSVP, and it would deeply appreciate it. All right, deeply appreciate it. Plus, you get the address and everything, um, and and uh, to be able to Join us, right? Be able to join us uh, for uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. All right, well, all that, uh, those announcements out of the way. Um, I, even though tonight is at sundown, tonight is the um, Feast of Tabernacles. One thing we want to get into, I wanted to finish up um, what we had started last week uh, with the Day of Atonement. This will be the last, the last installment of the Day of Atonement class. And so today's class, is going to be going over uh, false um, and false fasting, all right? True and false fasting. That for the past, you know, four-part series that we've been doing, we we, run it, we, we announced the Day of Atonement. We went over scriptures about that, what, what it is, and we went into why it's the only fast, why why, why a fast is required uh, during this time. Give me one second, y'all. Give me one second, one second. Shalom, hello, hello. Shalom, sir. Shalom, yeah. How about you? Brother, what's going on, man? How you feel? Uh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. I just uh, shut down the uh, shut down the gate. I'm still at the I'm still at the mall. Okay. Um. So you know, um. But uh, I'm ready. So. All right. Cool. 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 Yeah. Do you have a ride secured? Um. Yeah. is supposed to be coming to get me. Um. He was supposed to have already been here, but um, he's not here yet. Okay, then. So, okay. you know. I will. So, I, I, you know, we can, we can go ahead and, and, you know, get into it, and then um, he's, you know, he's going to come get me. I don't know exactly when he may show up at 8, 
um, you know. Well, cool, I, cool, I don't cool. know. Okay. I, I, I don't want to make that the focus. It's, it's all good. Um, but it says, see, brother, um, uh, happy uh, Feast of Tabernacles. As, as tonight begins the first night of the Feast of Tabernacles. Um, with Ashar Bayatia? Uh, what did you say? What you say? You said Bashar Bashar Bayas Bayasium. Yeah, 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 but I know that's, that's a house. Right. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, the feast of tabernacles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Con. I mean, um, I. You know what? I'm. 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 I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna call him. I call him. I call him. You caught, you caught me this time, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think you know you you gotta be back for for the uh, for the uh, uh, the your one cup award. Yeah, brother, you know? it, it, I, it totally skipped it, it totally skipped my mind. <laughs> you by the end, I'm like, ooh, oh, oh, ooh. I feel like he's like, ooh, oh. <laughs> Right. 
Tabernacles call Yasha Allah. It's nice something. It did start. It's nice something. It did start. So we're going to go ahead and jump into this, this class. Um, I'm, I'm the water for calling in. I'm glad I got you with me until uh, the brother Bonabai shows up. Um, and kind of, kind of jumping into it. Um, this is the last of our fifth part series um, here on, on the Day of Atonement. The first day we mm-hmm. didn't go over the first the first part of the series we went over. Um, and showing how the Day of Atonement, making things right with the Most High, we had, we had to fast. Um, we, we had to uh, humble our souls and, and afflict our souls. And we went through scriptures and showing that the way um, the Most High prescribed for us to afflict our souls and humble our souls, to test our souls, was by fasting. And that this was the only fast that the Most High required the nation of Israel uh, to, to, uh, to commit to was for the Day of Atonement. And in parts 2, 3, and 4, uh, we were going. We went over uh, the different type of fast that 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 um, the importance of fasting um, and the, uh, the purpose of a fast. That it was about self denial. It was about you actually denying yourself. Um, that for the past year, uh, for for a person to reflect on how many um, just how many times they they fed their own passion, how many times they feasted on. Uh, their own uh, passions, appetites, desires, and lusts, they happen to go against the most high. Um, and that we, we follow the things that we wanted to partake in. Um, and, and, and that now we can come to a point where now we can go into a fast. And the importance of, uh, then, then we went to the importance of fasting and prayer, that we, can't, we cannot get the most high's attention um, just by praying alone. That we really want to get the most out of attention, we had to we had to partake in fasting and prayer, and then we also covered all the different type of fasts uh, that we could find. Well, and I didn't get into all of them, but we covered several uh, fasts that that we can partake in. There's there's alcohol fast, there's a sex fast, there's um uh, we, we even said in the scriptures there was a music fast, there um there was a, a cosmetic fast um, that you didn't deal with your cosmetics, that, that you you let your hair grow long. Um, you didn't uh, trim, trim your beard or anything, and uh, you didn't deal with any cosmetics in, in, in trying to make yourself look however or whatever. It was really humbling yourself. And that it was, it was necessary for us to go through these type of things, uh, some type of self-affliction, some type of self-restraint, some type of, 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 of contrition, all right, that we can't just love the most high in word and in tongue, but in our deeds and in truth, that in our actions, that we're going to sacrifice something. That whereas all the way up to Christ, from, from Moses all the way up to Christ, we were sacrificing animals. That, that um, And like it says in Hebrews chapter 9, I believe it is, that without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sins. That something's got to die. Right? If, if sins are going to really be forgiven, something has to die. Whereas for the Old Testament, it was, the, um, it was, a, it was an innocent animal. Be it a lamb, a sheep, a goat, a bullock. Um, that something had to shed his blood to, to die. Because of the choices we made to go against the Most High and choosing to sin, and, cho- and choosing to go against the Most High, well, with Christ dying on the cross, 
that put an end to the animal sacrifice, and now it's up for us to sacrifice ourselves. It's up for us to now sacrifice our will, our wants, our desires, um, uh, our priorities, um, where, where we constantly uh, keep putting ourselves first, and it's about whatever comes to mind. And I'm going to follow it. I'm, I'm going to follow what I want. I'm going to follow what the, not even, it's, they're not even needs, but, but we, we make them needs. That now coming to the Day of Atonement, that making things right with the Father, that now I'm going to sacrifice um, myself. That if we look through um, all the great men that became great men in the Bible, there was some type of sacrifice that was required of them um, in, in order for them to be, to be great. Uh, we can look at Abraham and becoming the father of faith. But let's look at the things that he had to sacrifice. He had to sacrifice his comfort. <clears throat> and at 75 years old, he left the land of earth where he grew up at um, uh, and traveled to what became the promised land, all, all, even all the way down to Egypt. Basically going from Iraq and walking all the way down to basically Egypt, that he had to give up his comforts. And in so doing, uh, immediately after getting, getting to the land of Egypt, um, his wife was basically kidnapped. Um, and how uncomfortable and how inconvenient that must have been. But in, in all of that, he still kept the faith. In all of that, he still stayed faithful and was still dependent upon God's word. That God said, if, if you do this, I'm going to be your God and you're, you're going to be mine. So through, even through the adversity that he was going through, he still kept that, that, that inte- his integrity in that, no, God said he's going to be with me. So even though they did take Sarah, I know she's going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And he kept that faith, and boom, the most I rewarded, rewarded that. Then we come back and see where, you know, even going back to Abraham again, that at the age of 86, he circumcised himself. I can only imagine, I can't imagine at 86 years old circumcising yourself. That, that to me is just, it, it, that is something that nobody will ever see, but, but you and maybe, you know, your, your, your wives. Concubines, mm-hmm. they, they might see your, your, your private parts, really private parts. And as a sign between Abraham and, and, and God, Abraham and the Father, cut the most sensitive part on a man's body as a sign between you and the Father. And Abraham did it. And then sacrificed and circumcised all the men that were with him, including his son, uh, Ishmael at the time, and all the men that were with him, where you've never heard of anything like that before. Um, and Abraham did it. Um, Yes, sir. Um, um, bro, I need to get this call. It's a one word on there. No problem. Uh, brother, hand me this. all good. Um, and then we see where, where um, shortly after the uh, circumcision that Abraham had, had to then go ahead and, and uh, part with his oldest son, Ishmael, whom he had with Hagar, that that must have been inconvenient and hurt and and, 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 and really um, been a test, but he still did it. He had to still sacrifice something. And then we read um, 20 years later, uh, he's told now to sacrifice Isaac uh, at the age of 28. And Abraham didn't hesitate. Abraham didn't hesitate. So just using him for an example, we can look at, at, at David being, being anointed king, uh, but that baby was sit on, on the throne for 20 years. And having to go through his trials, tribulations, afflictions, and persecutions from from Saul, um, and, and proving himself, and again, this made him great. 
we can look at Job and, and, and what he went through and the sacrifices and, and the uh, um, uh, afflictions that he had to endure. Uh, but he went through it. He, he kept his integrity. So there, there's many people in the Bible you can look at, from Christ to the disciples, uh, forsaking everything, forsaking families. Um, but in, in those sacrifices, the position they earned with God, the respect they didn't earn with God because of their sacrifices, that, 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 that drew them nearer to God. They drew them nearer to Christ. So we, we've covered all that from parts one through four. Um, and then we, in part four, we was even going over, you know, the, the power of prayer and sacrifice on a national level. Uh, we went through the power of prayer and fasting on um, in the household and the, the prayer of uh, the power of prayer and fasting uh, for, for individuals. And how great uh, from uh, Daniel, um, he just speaks out the most because that's we finished with uh, Daniel, the ninth chapter and the things that he went through and, and the position he placed himself in. That he wasn't the victim, um, and that he he very much uh, accounted himself with the wicked and the, and, the, and the wrongdoers within the nation of Israel. That he wasn't excluding himself, um, and, and and putting on the sackcloth and humbling himself. So we covered all that, huh. and, and I hope that was, that's not too much. I know we covered that's a lot, maybe to cover, uh, but now we want to get to uh, the fifth and final part. Of, of fasting, uh, dealing with true and false fasting, not right? dealing with true and false fasting. It's uh, particularly dealing with the Day of Atonement, right? particularly dealing with the Day of Atonement. All right, so the first question I'm going to, uh, going to go to tonight is, uh, first I'm going to go to Proverbs chapter 21 verse 3. And let me, let me uh, go on and continue to confess. Uh, I, I am a nobody, right? I, I am a, I'm a nobody. I'm not saying this for anybody's self-pity. I'm not saying this for anybody's uh, pet on the back or whatever. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm very much a sinner. Uh, I've got many infirmities. I've got, I, I follow a lot of, my, a lot of iniquities. Um, but as part of my duty, um, one thing Christ said in Matthew chapter 24 is, blessed is that servant whom is Lord when he comes to find so doing. Um, there's no description in, in Corinthians. It says, abide in my calling. I, 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 I didn't believe I was called to be a teacher. And I keep trying to uh, share this word, um, uh, share the teaching. So that's one thing that in, in, in spite of all my, my, my failures, in spite of all my, my um, uh, weaknesses, in spite of all my, uh, I'm, 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 like the scripture says in Isaiah 43, uh, 44. Uh, thou worm Jacob. Um, that I'm, I am nobody. Okay, I am nobody. But I am sharing my 35 years or 30 something years of experience, my 30 something years of being in, in, in this knowledge, this 30 something years of, of study that I've acquired um, and the teachings that, that, that I've experienced to be able to share some of this stuff with everybody. Um, and no. I, I don't have a large congregation, uh, not anymore. Uh, I've been a part of several congregations that, that I've helped to, to, to teach and help to uh, grow. But uh, as Christ said, one man plants another, another waters, but the most I the increase. But he that plants is nothing, and he that waters is nothing. Okay, so 
by no means do I acknowledge or look at myself as a great man. I don't acknowledge myself as anybody. I acknowledge myself as, as like the scripture says, um, less than a worm. Right? That, that I am definitely a worm. But I do want to share these, some of these scriptures with, with, with everybody. Um, that it might be able to help you on your path of working on your salvation with fear and trembling. As I'm um, the chief sinner, uh, I'm trying to work on my uh, salvation with fear and trembling as well. Okay? So with that, I'm going to Proverbs chapter 21, verse 3. I'm going to go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 21, verse 3. And I believe uh, the brother Gabar looks like he um, his ride came. He was just literally calling me from work. Uh, he works with the brother, uh, brother Bob. Let me see. Uh, he actually works with the brother Bob. Uh, at, at the uh, at Rolling Doors Mall at a place called uh, EO Pure Therapy, where they sell uh, uh, bath bombs, incense, lotions, um, um, uh, uh, body care products, or whatever uh, for men, women, and children. And he was actually at the mall, and the, the mall shut down, and he called them trying to help read. Um, that's and that's because we normally do our blog talk Mondays on in the morning. Uh, but today I was with my wife, taking care of some personal errands that just had to had to be uh, handled this morning. So that's what we're doing this broadcast tonight. So please forgive on that. Um, this 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 is not a broadcast to try and compete with um, ISBHBK San Antonio, as as uh, they're on YouTube tonight, or ISBHBK Houston, or ISBHBK uh, anyone else, um, and that. Uh, I'm drawing a line in the sand and that you have to either listen to me or listen to them. That's not it at all. If, if, if you're tuning into to Hebrew Israelite class, um, uh, please do it. But hopefully, I'm just trying to put out some information for, for those who might, or might, might appreciate it. So in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 3, the book of Proverbs chapter 21, verse 3, it says, To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. I want to start with the scripture tonight going into this part five of the Day of Atonement that in my 30-something years of, of uh, doing the day, Days of Atonement, and Brother says, I'm telling you straight up, um, when, I, when I first came to this knowledge, I was in the military. And matter of fact, I was in Puerto Rico. I was in a... a, a Roosevelt Rose, Puerto Rico, uh, when, I, when I first came to this knowledge. It was just just after Hurricane Hugo. And working, working construction. Uh, our work day, our workload then was, was, I mean, it's construction. It was straight blue-collar um, construction. And there was no way at, at 30 years ago that the they, they were going to recognize us as, as, as Jews or as Israelites, and that we were actually uh, honoring um, uh, the Day of Atonement uh, when, it, when it came up. So like Christ said, and we didn't get a chance to get into that, but when you fast, you're not supposed to, to you know, I, I'm going to need that. I am going to need that. Oh, how far is it going to take me off? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need it. Real, real quick, brothers and sisters, let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 5. 
Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Um, give me two. I need to pull this one. I, w- I want to explain to this scripture here. I'm sorry, it's Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to get into that. But I'm going to go straight to verse 16 for right now for, for, the, for what I'm trying to relate, okay? Matthew chapter 6, I'm starting to verse 16. It says, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, uh, for, they, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have the reward. Verse 17. But when, but when, but thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face. Verse 18. That thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret, and the father which sees in secret shall reward thee openly. So with that, when we fast, we're not supposed to make sure everybody knows we're fasting. We, and we, we, we touched on this. We did touch on this in, in, in our series. That it's not about making sure, letting everybody know, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. Oh, my God, I'm going through it. Oh, I, I, you're so lucky you can eat today. You're so lucky you can drink. Oh, my God, I, I can smell everything. Oh, my God, what is that? Um, um, uh, corned beef? Oh, my God, I can smell it from here. Oh, my God, uh, uh, I'm, I'm so starving, but I, can, I can't eat. I got I to show God that, I, that, that, that I'm on this fast. The minute somebody acknowledges you, 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 you should have went ahead and just started eating it. The minute you wanted to make sure somebody knew that you were fasting, uh, by checking your face up and, and for somebody to say, what's wrong? What's going on? You okay? You wanted the praise of men. You wanted the praise of, of, of somebody to acknowledge and see what you're going through instead of it being between you and the Father. So I'm only bringing that up so that when we first, when I first came in, however uh, uh, many years ago, well, 37 years ago, that let me look that up real quick, too. And again, I'm not saying this to brag because there's much greater teachers, much more patient teachers, much more um, detailed teachers than I, than I ever am. I've, I've got, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm, I'm just trying to share. Um, Hurricane Hugo was in 1989. Hurricane Hugo was in 1989. That is when I came into this, uh, came into this knowledge. So, and we worked uh, 11 hour shifts. Right? We were working 11 hour shifts in Puerto Rico. Um, Puerto Rico is is a, is a tropical island. Uh, the average temperature being in the tropics had to be every bit of the 80s, 90s, maybe in the hundreds. Um, so there was no AC, there was no 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 comfortable place to go. It, it, it was it was hard working conditions. So when we first initiated or participated in the Day of Atonement, we didn't we didn't eat any, we did not eat anything, we didn't drink anything while working construction. Now, I, now this is 1989, so I'm 19 years old. 
uh, just about to turn 20 years old. So, yeah. It was, it was that long ago, but the fact that we were still working, and I was a carpenter, a, a builder, so, you know, we're, 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 we're hauling, we're moving lumber. We're putting, put, uh, at the time, I was putting up, um, that was Japan, doing, uh, pouring sidewalks and uh, erecting concrete walls and Go back, go go back, go back. So um a lot of this outside work in the sun. Right. Uh so to acknowledge the David Tom and, and the scripture we just read about not appearing to anybody to fast, we didn't nobody know we were fasting. It was me and a group of a group of uh, uh twelve other guys. seven other guys, seven other guys, men, including my my teacher, uh Bonazar. Um going through that sheet. And going through that, 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 that day, we didn't eat anything, we didn't drink anything. So, you know, had the cotton mouth, had the, the white stuff all, all on the side of our lips. Uh, and uh, being so strict about the Day of Atonement, we didn't brush our teeth. We didn't, we didn't um, use any mouthwash that we didn't, not, not even chew gum. We wanted to go through the full effects of showing the Father that we were going to afflict ourselves. Um, and that we were going to go through this. So we didn't even, I mean, we, we kept it. Uh, to, to, to the exact minimum that we possibly could. Nothing, I mean nothing, not even gum, not even the brushing of our teeth, not even uh, using mouthwash. Um, in our zeal, I want, wanting to show just, you know, we, we're not going to, we're going, we're going to go through this. We're going to go through this. And we went through the, we went through the full fast. Um, around, 92, around 92, I was in Albuquerque. And I was with some of the brothers that became the, 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 the stream of knowledge. And as we were observing the the Day of Atonement, um, it was it was that happened to be on a Saturday or a Sunday, and we were with a brother named Sensei Herb, who had, who had a dojo there on on Gibson, um, uh, right by the highway, uh, I twenty five, uh, right by the Kirk. For those not be familiar with Albuquerque, and we had a workout. Was since it hurt, and he he put it, he put it on us. We we was running through the mesas. Um, he put us through a workout, and again we weren't going to swallow anything. We weren't going to drink anything. We was going to observe David Tolman. That we we could and we could not let anybody know that we was fasting, and not, not let anybody know well, what what the deal was. But to, to the strictness of we're not going to chew any gum, uh, not going to brush our teeth. Um, uh, that we, we're going to we're going to go to this David Tom. We're going to observe it to the fullest. Now, bringing all that up, not to brag, I'm bringing bringing that up because I, I don't want your glory or, or awe, shocking awe, whatever. I don't want any of that. But for the point of when we fast, it's supposed to be between us and the Father. That it's not supposed to be for everybody else's um, uh, acknowledgement or whatever. It's supposed to be between us, and you, and the Father. So we we were really. Um, about that, but as we kept come back, you know, and and and, and got more experience and and um, got into the scripture a little bit more, when he says, "Anoint thy head and and wash thy face, so that you appear not to be on the fast." So we went ahead and started brushing our teeth because obviously we're not, we're not going to swallow the, the the toothpaste because of how starving we are um, and how hungry we are. Um, we weren't going. We're not. We we weren't chewing no gum, but. 
because we, we happened to have jobs that were like customer service, once I got out of the military in 92, we had jobs that were customer service where we did a lot of talking with people. It's hard to talk to people about the, the, the scriptures and, and you got dragon breath, you know, that, that you're, 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 you got hot, you had hot breath before there was any hot, um, flame of hot Cheetos. You just, you melted people with, with, with your breath. So we started brushing our teeth and, and, and doing stuff like that. Uh, and keeping with the, uh, the understanding about anoint the head, uh, wash thy face. So you'll create not to be in the fast. That let's make sure, you know, uh, when it came to that, we're not going to let that become something that's not going to withhold us or hold us back from, uh, or another acknowledgement, ooh, hey, man, your, your breath is kicking. What, what, what's going on? You want a piece of gum? And people offer you a piece of gum because your breath is kicking, and you're like, nah, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. No, you're not. You're not good. <laughs> you, you really do need this. You, you, <laughs> you need some help right now. You really need some help right now. So we, we, we get to the point where, where through our experiences, um, that when it wasn't, it wasn't just about the, the – it was about the fast and the sacrificing, but we could do a lot more mature is the word I'm looking for. We could do a lot more mature. Um, but then as, as, as we do graduate, and it gets, it, it gets to the point where, again, a person going through a fast, and you might even forget to eat. There's times where you might get so busy um, or just so caught up in what it is you might be doing that you might forget to eat, all right? Um, as we were, you know, uh, continue with our workouts and working, especially if you're in Albuquerque, working security, um, for myself being on, on what was called the road crew or evangelizing, uh, we would literally have to be, be uh, on the street corners, uh, whether it be like in, in, in L.A. or especially in L.A., where we, we had to sell incense on the, on the corners, um, uh, we, 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 we were selling incense uh, on, on the street corners. And whatever money we made at, from that, that's how we ate. That was our meal. So a lot of times we was only eat one meal a day anyway. Um, uh, Arcos Fresca was one of our favorite places to go because they, they, they had the uh, uh, natural drinks, uh, you know, the, the so-called Mexican restaurants, the Arco Iris also, uh, where, where we can get, get our drinks uh, of the pure uh, fruit, uh, apple, watermelon, or what have you, a little bit of sugar, but that became a real uh, uh, something to look forward to that we can refresh ourselves. Uh, being in Southern California uh, again during during the um, during the summertime, uh, so it got to the point where just it wasn't so much of a sacrifice just to not eat, all right, um, and 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 that we're fasting. We would still observe the fast, but it gets to the point where that's not really, um, and we were, it's not like like we had the opportunity for sex or whatever. We were traveling. At the time, we were traveling from uh, between New York, New Mexico, Texas, and California, and, and making our, our rounds like that. Uh, so it wasn't like we was having a lot of sex anyway, or, or or what have you. So a lot of these things become, you know, when you first partake in it, it might be a, a real sacrifice. It might be something that, that you're really uh, having to put a lot of conscious effort into. But after a while, it gets to the point where you're not even thinking about it. It really does get to the point where you're not even thinking about it. So, and kind of like now the Proverbs chapter 21, verse 3, try, trying to bring this to a head uh, so we can go through the direction. In Proverbs chapter 21, verse 3, it says, to do justice and judgment is more acceptable 
to the Lord than sacrifice. And I want to start this class with this. Well, not actually start this class, but I want to get to the scripture. All right, Carouse, I see you. I ain't got you, Ox. Um, that the most high, for as much as, as we, uh, I want to try to get my, my wording right as, as my mind is going through people who might be listening. Um, there's one point to the most high that we do justice and we do judgment. And there's also a scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 14 where it says, um, to obey is better than sacrifice. That the most high would rather we obeyed him in the first place, that we rather chose to obey him in the first place, than there's having to be a need for sacrificing. Whether it was the animals at the time, or whether it was us not going through a, a food fast for David Tolman, or throughout the year having to go through different fasts to get his attention, uh, to get him on our side, uh, uh, even to hear our prayers, that if we just obey in the first place, and I guess I do need that scripture real quick also. Um, to obey is better than sacrifice. <clears throat> and first time in 15, I, I, I say it was 14, uh, but First Samuel chapter 15 and verse 22, uh, and it reads as such, and it says, uh, just getting to the point, and Samuel said, had the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of lambs. Verse 23, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. So, Samuel had to lay this out to Saul for, for Saul not obeying, and then Saul was, was Saul was told to go ahead and, and, and destroy the, the Amalekites, uh, Amalekites, to wipe them out completely because of the evils they had done towards the Israelites when we came out of Egypt and was coming to the Promised Land. The, Amalek, the, the Amalekites were very evil towards us. Um, so the Lord said he's going to have an indignation with them forever. The, the Amalekites are a, a, a tribe of, of Edomites. Um, that the Lord was very upset with. So by the time we get forward now to Saul, being the first king of Israel, Saul was, was commanded to slay everything about the, uh, the, these Amalekites, these, these Amalekites. Don't leave anything alive. The sheep, the goats, people, destroy it all. But Saul got on his, you know, kind of his, his high horse uh, that, that he's now king and he can kind of do what he wants and uh, he was more worried about his popularity with Israel than in obeying what the God had told him to do. So he didn't kill the king of the Amalekites, and he didn't slay all the, the, the sheep. So when, when Samuel came and confronted him, um, you know, he, he's trying to put a, a, the, the, the face on like, man, yeah, God is good. Well, we've been obeying him. We do what he wants, man. God is good. And then Samuel was like, well, if God is good and you did what he told you to do, why do I hear sheep? And then Saul was like, well, the people, they made me, made me do it. And he's like, so this is why God's rejecting you. But he says, uh, does God have as much? Uh, verse 22, and Simon said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice 
and to hearken than the fat of the lamb. That, again, here's another instance that we had David telling us the sacrifice of God or a broken spirit, a broken and contract heart, oh, Yahweh, that will not despise. Here's even before David jumping back to now Samuel and with Saul. Does God, God doesn't want the sacrifices. He values you that we listen and obey. But we really get to a point where it becomes about us, how I feel, what I'm going through, what I think, my opinion, and we follow those things to what now there's a need for sacrifice. Because I keep following what I want, what I think is right, what I feel, uh, how my parents raised me, how, how uh, my grandparents raised me, how my aunties raised me, that I'm going by how, what they say is right, what they feel, and the taste I've acquired from them. Then now it comes to obeying God. I'm not with that because that's not what I do. That's not what my family does. That's not how I get down. That, I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like, like, like doing it that way. I want to do it my way. You're not the boss of me. Um, I'm not going to submit. I'm, I'm, going, I'm, I'm, I'm the original Frank Sinatra. I'm going to do it my way. I'm the original Bobby Brown. I'm going to do my prerogative. I'm going to do it my way. And if I don't, I'm going to blame you of not, you don't love me because you won't let me do it my way. You don't care about me and my feelings and how I see things because you won't let me do it my way. Um, uh, God, if you really love me, then you would let me do the things I want to do and, and, and stop giving me all what you think is good. Why don't you take the time to find out what I think is good and give me what I think is good? We're a bunch of beasts and animals. Why would God do that? But that's been the, this, this, this struggle that we've had with God since the days of Adam up until present day. Why don't we just go ahead and submit and obey him in the first place? So there wouldn't have to be a need for sacrificing. Um, verse 23 says, for, rebe- for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. We know that the, the judgment for a witch is supposed to be death because they're seducing. They're, they're, they're casting their opinions and their, their feelings on people and influencing people to follow what they feel is right, as opposed, as, even though it might be a total opposition of God. I'm a, I'm a bitch. I'm a holler. I'm a complain. I'm a whine. I'm a cry. I'm a murmur until I get it my way, until I'm going to nag the shit out of you until you're going to do it my way. And we're all guilty of this. We're all guilty of this. We learn this kid. You look at a baby in the crib. That baby knows when he cries, the, lo- the louder, longer, harder he cries, he's going to get his way. If he wants to be picked up, he wants his diaper changed, um, is, is hungry, wants to play, um, whatever it might be, infants learn at that age, if I cry loud enough, long enough, hard enough, I'm going to get things my way. I'm going to get it my way. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But we don't, a lot of us don't mature past that. That it's still, if I don't get things my way, I'm about to throw a fit. Uh, or, or I'm going to be so dejected and so depressed and so uh, um, uh, melancholy that I just, I, I, I don't want to do anything. I'm just not motivated to do anything because nothing ever goes my way anyway. I'm, 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 I'm why, why even try? We, we, we take those two, those, like those two extremes as of just go ahead and choosing to obey God, choosing to submit my will to what God wants in the first place. We, we, we are steadily trying to negotiate like, like we're some jailhouse lawyers or some courtroom lawyers um, trying to find loopholes so I can still get things to go my way and it's still kind of be all right with God. I'm still trying to, you know, manipulate uh, maneuver to get to go the way I want it to go. And God's very, very aware of this. So he's telling us that 
uh, and returning now back to Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 3, he says to do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And again, let me pull this scripture up now. I'm in my Bible app. This is Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 3. Now, I want to look at these words, justice and, and um, justice. Now, I should have did this earlier. But this is, uh, if I could take this time as I'm looking the scripture up. There's <laughs> um, yeah, a scripture that says, uh, it's in Matthew, uh, Matthew 10, 16, or 10, 18. Christ says uh, that you're going to be deliver, delivered up before councils, before men, um, and that they're going to try you. He says, don't worry about what you're going to say. It should be given to you in that very instant, uh, that very hour, what you're going to say. It's not going to be you that speak it. It's going to be the Father who speaks it. And as the brother tells the podcast, testify. <laughs> a lot of times, like, like when, I'm, when I'm teaching, um, yeah, some people that are very, very, very organized. Right? They are very, very organized. Uh, everything's got to be laid out. There's got to be a layout. There's got to be some type of blueprint. It's got to be laid out. And, I'm, and those type of people are needed. Um, their, their mind, there's, there's a time when their type of, of, of mind is needed. But going by what Christ says, there's a time where you go, are going to be flying off the cuff. You're going to be flying uh, shooting from the hip. That as much as I, I've, I've gone over this particular class that we're going over right now, it's gotten to the point now where for all the notes I've ever took and, and, and the computers I got notes and, and classes and everything, even with the brother about the bar, uh, I, I tell him that when we're putting the class together, Doc, this is the outline. <laughs> this is just a reminder of the general direction we're going into because the time that as we're teaching, it's going to change. It's going to change. Um, and when I say change, meaning it's going to go in so many different directions, it's going to go where the most I want you to go. And Isaiah chapter 55, it tells us that uh, the word of God does not go out void, but that it's going to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. It's going to do what he wants. Not particularly what we have in mind or, or a particular direction it's going to go in. Uh, it's going to accomplish what the Most High wants. So I'm saying all that, that many times I'm, I'm sitting down and I've got the order. I've gone over this class um, since, since Thursday. I've gone over this class several times. And here it is. We're in the class, and then this scripture pops up. This scripture pops up. This comes up. I'm like, oh, man, got to pull it in. And before I know it, whole hours have passed, and we've only gotten – do two scriptures that's on my whole uh, classroom list. Uh, whoever needs to hear that, that yeah, sometimes that's just, that's just how it goes. Right? Sometimes that's just how it goes. So to do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. I'm going to go to the, the John Gill. Ooh. In the Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary, in the Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary, it says, uh, his commentary reads as such, for Proverbs chapter 21, verse 3, many deceive themselves with a conceit that our devotions will excuse unrighteousness, that we can appear outwardly to be righteous. We, 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 we oh, uh, we have to go there. Ah. Uh, Brothers and sisters, with, with him bringing that out, 
it, it lends to why Christ even said this in Matthew chapter 23. Let me get it real quick. Um, who? In Matthew chapter 23, verse 27, the whole 23rd chapter, Christ is, 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 is pointing out a lot of hypocrisy that, 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 that takes place within the leadership um, amongst people, that there would be a lot of hypocrisy that would be taking place. And one of the things that he lists throughout this, I mean, this whole chapter is covering that, is in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 27 where it reads this. It says, Warn to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for, for ye are like the whitest sepulchres, uh, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of, of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Now, a sepulchre, brothers and sisters, is a grave. It's a tomb. I know maybe not many millennials have heard this, this saying, but you have skeletons in the closet, meaning you got a lot of secrets that, that now you want to appear like you're really some righteous. Uh, you're, you're, again, you're always the victim. That all, all anybody ever does is, is they wake up in the morning to offend you. And that you're just, you just, if, if people just do it your way, it your way, understand it your way, the world will go a lot more smoother, but everybody just wakes up to make sure they piss you off, upset you, um, or work your last nerve, just, just to make sure you're, you, that you are being messed with. But it says that, so skills in the closet is, you have a lot of dirt and a lot of unrighteous things that you've not cleaned up inside your mind, inside your spirit but you go through the extra lengths to make sure you appear beautiful outwardly. You go through extra lengths that on the outward, everybody, on the outward appearance, of first, uh, first sight, people say, oh, this person's so righteous. Oh, man, look at them. They, 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 they must be really devoted. Oh, man, they must really be about these scriptures. must be really about Christ. But it says inwardly, because they're hypocrites, they're full of dead men's bones, that you got a lot of bodies. It's as if you got a lot of murders. You got a lot of uncleanness that, that is inside you that you've never worked, dealt, dealt with. It's still about how you feel. It's still about how you think. It's still about how, how you put things together. And you'll do things outwardly, but you don't know why you're doing it. Because if it was up to you, you'd be doing this shit. I, I'm going to do it because I don't want to hear anybody's mouth. But if it was up to me, I wouldn't be doing this. If it was up to me, fasting, why? Why, why, would, why would I fast? Because I don't want to hear anybody's mouth. I'm going to fast, but if it was up to me, I'm going in. I'm, a, I'm going to do me. The only reason I'm doing this is because I don't want to hear somebody's mouth. But if it was up to me, I would not choose this. I'm not doing this. I'm going to follow what I want and what I think is right. So Christ was addressing this, but we're seeing now where, where this concept wasn't new with Christ, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 3, that many people deceive themselves with a conceit, with a pride, that outwardly, uh, that our devotion will excuse their unrighteousness. As long as it appears outward, everybody sees me. That and this is where, where it's another scripture says, um, uh, people think they're hid in, in, in the dark, not realizing that, that the Lord's eyes are ten thousand times brighter than the sun, that He beholds everything, but the only time I'm, I'm a Hebrew Israelite, this is what we used to always say a lot of the street teaching, especially when, when uh, we were teaching in, in New York. 
that a lot of brothers and sisters, a lot of brothers, they would wear their garments at street speaking, but as soon as street speaking was done, they couldn't wait to take off their fringes, take off their, their, their garments, and be in street clothes so they can blend in easily with society, blend in easily with the crowd. Yeah, I do not want to be recognized as a Hebrew Israelite. I, no, I'm not, I'm not going to have that. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to do this. The only reason I'm doing this is because I'm coming out here to street speaking. But as soon as street, street teaching is done, I'm hanging up my spirit with my garment. I'm forming up my spirit in my bag with my garment. That no, I, I'm going to do me. I'm not going. I'm not going. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I'm going to do me. So again, with, with uh, uh, Proverbs 21:3, many deceive themselves with a conceit that our devotions will excuse unrighteousness. Um, as as opposed to this, let me just submit and obey in the first place. Let me put down my will, my thoughts, my opinions. Let me subdue, submit, and 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 let me think that my way of doing things is of less importance than it do the way somebody else is doing it. Let me make somebody else's way of doing things my way of doing things. Let me submit, but for many people, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to appear weak. I'm not going to appear, um, uh, I ain't going to let you feel like you're the boss of me. I ain't going to let you feel like you're over me. That, no, I got my own mind, my own voice, and I'm going to use it. So, coming back now, so we're going over that. I do want to get to this, this fifth part. Where's my arrow? Come back now, to, again, the Proverbs 21 and verse 3, it says, to do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And I didn't want to look, look those words up, Justin, but it's on me too. That many, it's not about appearing like I'm doing good, but really I don't agree with righteousness. I don't agree with God's righteousness. And the first chance I get, I'm going to do things my way. I'm not going to obey the rules. I ain't going to follow the rules. I ain't going to follow the, 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 the code of conduct that God lists. I don't agree with it. But I'm, I'm going to do it, but I really don't, I, I don't agree with it. And the first opportunity I get, I'm going to do things my way, which I probably learned from my parents, which I probably learned from TV, which I probably learned from movies, which I probably learned from music, that I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do what makes me feel good. And that's, that's wrong. Okay, that's wrong. Now, the reason I, I want to go into this now and, and, and bring this up is, to go through the Day of Atonement if you've never done it before and sacrifice eating for that 24 hours, that's a good thing. I don't, I don't want that to be, be misunderstood. That if it's your first time doing your Day of Atonement, that's a good thing that you went that 24 hours without eating anything, without drinking anything. That, that, that is to be acknowledged. All right? That is to be acknowledged. But as we mature through, the, mature through these things and we gain more experiences, to where to go ahead and go a day without eating or drinking is really not that much of a sacrifice. It's really not that much of an inconvenience. Um, I, I, I found it over this 30-something years uh, that to go to work even makes it a little bit easier, just to be honest, that you can get distracted from as opposed to just, just, just sitting up somewhere and then you're left with your mind. 
And you know how they say a watch pot never boils? Well, some people might be familiar with that, but it says if you stare at a, if you're trying to boil some water and you're sitting there staring at a pot, it seems like it's never going to start boiling. It seems like it takes forever. But you go go somewhere and do something and come back, oh, oh the, the water's almost boiled out. But th- that a watch pot never boils. So, so you sit and just watching the time and thinking about how hungry you are and how thirsty you are, that that time seems to drag. Now, if you're in school, um, it might be where this 50 minutes you're supposed to be in this class, see, man, it takes forever for the clock to go five minutes. That it's just taking forever. It's just dragging. It's just taking forever. But when you're occupied, when your mind is occupied doing something, time goes by. Time, time seems to fly by. I, I, when it comes to that, just to make sure I don't eat for the, for the day of atonement, yeah, if I stay occupied, go to work. If I go to work, I can distract myself better by actually going to work than just sitting up somewhere and it's just me and my thoughts. And I get to think about just how hungry I am, how thirsty I am. That the, the migraine, the, the hangry, the uh, touching that much more as opposed to finding some other distraction. So I'm saying all that, and there's a point I'm trying to get you, brothers and sisters, and, and I know it sounds real jumbled right now. Especially for people who are really, especially for Israelites who have been in the truth for a while, who still want to be patted on the back because they went 24 hours without eating, but there's other things that got to be worked on. There's other things that now, in going through the practice of self-restraint and going through the practice of denying yourself that and learning how to, to, to not cave in or give in to your emotions, to not cave in or give in to your feelings, to not cave in or give in to your, 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 your cravings or what have you, that that's just practice for a deeper cleansing, if that makes sense. Those, that, that's, it's no different than like um, if I take a toddler, a toddler wants to ride his bike with his, with his older brothers and sisters or with his friends. So the first thing a parent might give that child is a tricycle. And that tricycle got, you know, it might even be a big wheel. If we go that far back, because those might remember a big wheel. But for a tricycle, it's got the, 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 front, the, the front tire with the, the, the pedals connected to the tire, and you get the two side wheel, and it, it's, a, it's a tricycle. And then from there, when the child got, got the concept of you, learning how to use his legs or her legs to, to make the, the bike go forward, and then even how to stop by either putting your, your feet on the ground and coming to a stop or stop pedaling so that you stop. You graduate from that, and you, it's an accomplishment. When you first, you know, Oh, look at him. He's trying to tricycle. Oh, good job. Oh, 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 oh. But then it goes from that tricycle to a two-seater, a, two, a, a, two, a two-wheeler. But on that two-wheeler, you still have what? Training wheels. That you still have the training wheels. Because now you got to learn how to balance. Because when, when you're on the tricycle, it's about just learning how to propel yourself forward and how to stop. You didn't have to really focus on balance. You had to really focus on how to stay on top of the bicycle. The focus was on how to pedal and how to stop. Then you graduate to where that, okay, cool. Now you're on a, on a two-wheeler, but it's got the training wheels. 
Now you got to work on, you, you, you got the pedaling down. But now after the pedaling, now you got to work on balance. Now you got to work on balance. That's why there's a need for the training wheels. And after you, you worked at it, worked at it, worked at it, then it gets to the point where, all right, cool. Now the training wheels got to come off. And now you're riding the two-wheeler. Now, is, is that to discredit any, any of the accomplishments of going from a, uh, a tricycle to a two-wheeler with, with the training wheels? No. You did make that accomplishment, but you had to grow. You had to mature. There, there, there was more levels to, 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 to take place. Then you got on the two-wheeler, had the training wheels, then you know how to balance. You had to take the training wheels off. And you still had that, that bike where when you did the pedals back, it engaged the, it stopped the back, the back pedal from, from going, and you came to a stop. Then you might have graduated to a 10-speed, to a now, or, 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 or the type of bike where when you pedal backwards, it's not stopping. It's still going. You got, you got to now learn how to use and apply the brakes, the, the hand brakes. Then from there, you might graduate to a, a motorcycle for, for some people or, or what have you, or to a car. But there was levels of maturity that had to, had to, had to take place. There's levels of, of, of growing up that had, had to be accomplished, right, of, of the next level of growth. Well, that's the same thing with the David Thomas. It's got to get from, from past, going, getting past I'm just sacrificing, and, 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 and the things I've learned from the tricycle, the things I've learned from going to a two-wheeler with training wheels, the things I learned from the tricycle to the two-wheeler with training wheels to the bicycle with no training wheels at all. To, from the, the tricycle to the, the two-wheeler two with training wheels to that 10-speed where pedaling backwards is not stopping the bike. There's got to be maturity that comes with experience. Well, same thing now with, with, with as far as us sacrificing, as far as us um, uh, obey, learning how to obey and submit to the Father. And in maturing in self-denial, maturing in self-restraint. Now, one of the things the fathers always wanted for the children of Israel to do, for the children of Israel to do, his people is to gather together. So, with that, brother and sister, we're going to Genesis chapter forty-nine, verse one. I'm going to the book of Genesis chapter forty-nine. And reading verse 1, right? Genesis chapter 49 and verse 1. And it reads this. It says, And Jacob called unto his son and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken to Israel, your father. So from the very beginning, when, when we became, when Jacob had his 12 sons, his 12 sons became the, 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 the fathers, um, of where we get the 12 tribes from, that Jacob had 12 sons, and their names were Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebulun, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gad, Reuben, Asher, Dali, Issachar. Well, not, not Ephraim and Manasseh. That those are the sons of Joseph. Um, but they all became, uh, they became adopted and became part of the, the 12 tribes, whereas um, Joseph was accounted for by, by Ephraim, and Dan was accounted for by Manasseh. All right, uh, and that J- Joseph was given a double blessing for what he went through um, 
and getting down into Egypt, being sold by his brothers and the whole nine. But the point we're going to get to with this is that it said to the twelve, to, to Jacob's sons, to the twelve tribes, the fathers of the twelve tribes, gather yourselves together. Yeah, gather yourselves together, and hear the ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel, your father. That now I had to get to the point where we got to listen. But what is it that is supposed to happen with us? We're supposed to be gathering ourselves together. Right? We're supposed to be gathering ourselves together. It's about our unity. Right? That again, that, that's what a nation is. And we look at the word nation, it tells you part of the definition of nation is of people who share the same heritage and history and customs. That we as Hebrew Israelites, so called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, Similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, so called Mexicans, that we share a common history. We are the twelve tribes of Israel. Now, that's here on the Western Hemisphere. Now we know that Israelites scattered throughout the whole world and into every nation. But we share a common history just here in the Americas. All right. And today's also that um uh that murderer, that murderer's um, uh, day of called Columbus Day, um, Colonizer's Day, as, as so-called Native Americans call it, or Indigenous Americans call it, um, Colonizer's Day. That we share a common history. That our forefathers, our ancestors, our fathers are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Literally, that that that's that is where our DNA points to. That's where that's where we come from. That is the root of our family tree, that we literally come from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and it's about us gathering together. Hence the purpose of, again, the David Tom. hence the purpose of the beginning of this month, the seventh month, being uh, the, the memorial of blowing a trumpet, learning how to gather ourselves back together, that when we hear the sound, when we hear the alarms, gather yourselves together, gather together, gather together, gather together, ring the alarm. That when the alarm is sounded, we're supposed to gather ourselves together. So this is what what, what uh, this part of the classroom moment too is. That's what we should be working on. Is it, it, it is in gathering ourselves together. Then we come to Psalms chapter 15 verse 5. The book of Psalms chapter 15 verse 5. The book of Psalms chapter 15 verse 5. It says, "Gather my saints together unto me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice." Now. When it says, gather my saints together unto me, we can go to uh, Psalms 148, verse 14. It tells you that the Israelites are the saints. But, and again, that was Psalms 148, verse 14. But if we look at this here in Psalms 50, verse 5, it says, gather my saints together unto me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The word covenant means contract. Those who made a covenant or a contract with God by sacrifice. Now, in the Old Testament sacrifices, that was the animals. That was the bullocks, that was the sheep, that was the lambs, that was the, uh, the turtle doves, the, the, the bulls. That, yes, those, those, those sacrifices was the covenant between us and the Father. But the sin offering, trespass offerings, um, uh, burnt offerings, that, yes, those are the sacrifices that were required by us as Israelites. But we know we have Christ who came on the scene. So what is it that we have to sacrifice now? Just like with David told me, we sacrifice our will, our cravings, our desires for food and for drink. We get to the point where we don't like to be social. Because of offenses, because of grudges, 
because of 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 uh, bad dealings, we get to the point where we'd rather be alone. That we would rather be alone. So, what kind of sacrifice is the most I'm looking for? Remember, we start with Proverbs 21, verse 3. To do justice and judgment is better than sacrifice. So now with that, brothers and sisters, let's go to Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1. We're going to read down a little bit. Going to Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1. It says, cry aloud, lift up, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgressions, and house of, of Jacob their sins. So we're being, we're, we're being given some instructions here. Again, we're in Isaiah chapter 15, verse 1. And the Father said, cry aloud, meaning let this be heard. It says spare not. Don't spare anybody's feelings. That, that when this is being mentioned, a lot of people's feelings are going to get hurt. It says don't spare them. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Be very clear. And let it be loud. Let it be heard. This is why a lot of brothers and sisters you might be looking at on YouTube and you see a lot of, a lot of Israelites and we have the loudspeakers and we're out there being very loud. It's behind the scripture right here. It's behind the scripture right here. Cry loud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Now this goes totally opposite of what we might have learned here in America. In America, it's, it's, uh, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all, especially among uh, minority people here in America. You know, the, the famous saying by, by, by colonizers, well, if you don't like it, uh, uh, get out. America for Americans. Uh, go back to where you came from. They can live their voices all day long. But let anybody protest or speak about what they've been doing, and all of a sudden now we're, we're vilified, we're wrong, we're evil, uh, we're unpatriotic, and what have you. But here, this is what God is saying. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgressions. And the house of Jacob, their sins. And it's going to hurt people's feelings. This is why in Galatians chapter 4, verse 16, true 16, this is why Paul, Paul even gave, gave, he, he gave the, 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 the word. Am I therefore becoming your enemy because I tell you the truth? Are you mad because I'm telling you about God's commandments and you're going against God's commandments? No different than the Pharisees and the Sadducees got mad at Christ and wanted to kill him because his actions and his words so that they was hypocrites. That no, they 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 weren't right with God. In spite of all the, the riches that they held, in spite of the offices that they held, in spite of the long prayers and when they fasted, they wanted to make sure everybody knew they were fasting and saying their prayers and how righteous they were and how long their, their fringes were and how long their phylacteries were. Christ showed them up. Christ showed them up with the scriptures. So now, in Isaiah chapter 15, verse 2 now, it says, Yet they seek me daily, and delight to know my ways, as a nation that did righteousness, and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. And this is very true of our people, that we will seek God daily. Um, after every, everything we say, we'll say, in Jesus' name, Lord, help me, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Heavenly Father, oh, oh, me, Dios. Um, uh, I don't speak a lot of Spanish, but we, we, we will acknowledge God in every, everything. 
give him glory. Glory to him. Glory to his name. Give him glory. Give him glory. Um, humdullah, humdullah, humdullah. And, and we're going, I mean, we, we put on the theatrics. We put on a real show. Uh, um, uh, it says daily. And delight to know my ways. As a nation that did righteousness. That we want to act like we're being right by God. We listen to only gospel music. Um, we don't listen to that damn devil rap. We don't listen to them, uh, devil hip hop. That it's just gospel music, and that we're just as pure as as as, as, as uh, the white driven snow. That and especially now, especially coming from from the, the Day of Atonement, especially after doing it for many years. That yeah, oh, I went to the Day of Atonement. I didn't eat for a whole year. Oh man, oh god, yeah. Uh, can somebody help me pat myself on the back? I, I can't reach around. Can you pat me on the back, please, and and and, and acknowledge just how great I am. That and how good I am, and that uh, I, I I did this. That I actually did something. And let and let it be seen and known that yes, I'm a righteous person. I went to the day of atonement. Let's let's keep reading. I'm gonna read that ver- uh, verse again, verse two. It says yet they seek me daily, and delight to know my ways, as a nation that did righteousness, and forsook not the ordinance of their God. That we want to act like we, we didn't forsake God in the first place. That we are, we are so on point to to justify how we're the victims, to justify how I can't wait for God to get here and finally put people in their place that they should be start doing things my way. That I got uh, I got Jesus on the hotline, and that you know what I can't wait for Jesus to get here and show all these other people they've been messing with the wrong ones. That just like they, they, I know they wake up every morning so that as I'm on my way to work and they cut me off, the only reason they woke up this morning was to cut me off and make me mad uh, and try to ruin my day before I go into work. That, that, that's the only reason they're alive. That the only reason that, that they're alive is as I was uh, uh, in the store um, uh, trying to get my coffee before I go to work, that this person, all of a sudden, they want to write a check. Or this person's uh, uh, credit card ain't working. Or this person's trying to use cash, or this, that, that they're delaying my progress, they're delaying me, and that God, please get them. But you know what, Lord, help me, Jesus, Lord, help me, Jesus, that they were sent here to try my patience. I can't wait for Jesus to get here so that now He can finally get them for trying my patience. For now, let me have what I want, when I want, how I want it. Lord, Lord Jesus, Lord, Lord, and, and we say that too. You know, as we grab our forehead or or or, or, or uh, put a hand to our temple, or or or, or might, I might cover my eyes. Like Lord Jesus, please help me. Lord God, I'm about to lose my mind up in here. Lord God, please get them the health away. That we want to act like we really are on point. That we're really doing God's righteousness. It says they ask of me the ordinances of justice, but the justice we're looking for is our justice, not God's justice. The justice we're screaming for is for what we call justice. But let's say, let's say that, that that person does cut you off in traffic. We won't look at it as, okay, I was speeding. Maybe maybe God did have this person cut me off in traffic because I was speeding and there was a cop right around the corner. If I would have kept my happy ass going, I would have got a ticket. Yeah, I had to slow down. I had to slow slow down. Damn, we got an accident. But I didn't. Maybe that was God putting them in, in front of me, so I would slow down because I'm about to get into an accident. Or I'm about not get into an accident. 
I'm about to get a ticket. I need to slow my happy ass down. But we're going to think like that. The only thought is, in our mind is I'm being messed with. You're not letting me do things the way I want it done. You're not giving me my instant satisfaction, my instant gratification. And I want some justice. Black Lives Matter. We talk about, um, you know, which is a valid point. We're quick to scream about, you know, white injustice and how white people hate black people and and and, and brown-skinned people, and they just do us wrong all the time. But these same people won't say nothing about the, the, the violence, won't say nothing about the sins that we commit every day. Won't say nothing about, about uh, women wearing pants, that God's against that. We won't say nothing about... about um, uh, Hell, if it's working on the Sabbath, we won't say anything about those type of things, but it's only when it's, I'm being inconvenienced. It's only when I'm being, being put out of my comfort. Now I want to scream to God for justice. Never consider that maybe God's got these things happening to me as justice. Because we really got this mentality of I'm right, you're wrong. And I don't see what's wrong with me doing what I feel is right, what I think is proper, what I think is excessive. I'm not going to submit. And I'm going to throw this temper tantrum until you submit to what I want. Or I'm just going to get this real dark cloud over me, like like I'm Storm from from the Avengers, and I got just this dark cloud or some type of Thor. I just got a, a cloud over me where I'm just getting rained on. So I just stay depressed because it never goes my way. I never get what I want. It's never the way I want things done. How come, I, you know, I'll be so glad when I finally become an entrepreneur. I'll be so glad when I finally get my own minister. I ain't got to listen to nobody. That's fine. I can be done my way. I can do things the way I want to do. I can do it the right way. I can't wait till Christ gets here and puts me in charge. So now things can be done right. Where, where I'm finally going to be in charge. It's finally going to be, it, 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 now we can have some real justice according to how I see justice. Now, if you got 100 million people thinking the same thing, then what's where is justice in? If you got 100 million people, everybody's got that exact same thought. They want justice, but how they see justice. How the hell is it going to be any justice? There ain't going to be. There ain't going to be no justice. It's going to be everybody doing. The status quo is going to continue. Everybody's doing what they feel is right in their own eyes. And y'all know we covered that theory. Well, if, 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 if you're not new to tuning in, you know we've covered that. Well, we went over a damn near 16-part series about how everybody is just doing right in their own eyes and not want to submit to somebody over them. But they got to find their own wisdom, their own understanding. They got to do it their way and not submit to how God has things established. So it says in verse 3, or verse 2, they ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God as if God sees things the way you see things. And that your idea of righteousness, somehow you, we, we, we transpose, we transfix that 
that God sees justice and righteousness the same way we see it, and that God is going to to maneuver the rest of the universe to see things the way I see things, according to how I feel, according to what I think, according to how I put it together, that my way is right and the whole rest of the world is wrong. The whole rest of the world doesn't see it the way I see it. And I can't wait for the good Lord, Heavenly Jesus. I can't wait for Jesus. I can't wait for you, how to get here and finally make the rest of the world see I'm right. That it was wrong of me to have to submit. They're supposed to be submitting how I see it. <coughs> They're supposed to be submitting how I feel. They're supposed to be submitting to my rules and my standard, my conduct. Let's keep reading, y'all. Let's keep reading. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 3. It says, wherefore, and this, 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 if this ain't the, sentiment, the sentiments of a lot of people, wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Why am I doing all this sacrificing? And God's like, you don't see it. I still don't have what I want. I do this, I do this, I do this. I'm still unhappy. I do this, I sacrifice this, I be doing this, I be doing that. I get this long-ass checklist of everything I'll be doing, and I'm still not happy. I'm still not getting what I want. Why the hell should I do anything then? And for many times, as I've said it and thought it and even heard it, maybe this truth ain't for me. Maybe God made a mistake. Because I can't, I, I don't, I, I just, I get no good at ever. All I do is sacrifice and give and sacrifice and give and sacrifice and give, and I don't get nothing out, out of it. Nothing. Why should I even do this? Why don't I go ahead and just go for mine? Because that's the only way I'm going to be happy. Because serving your God, Moses, I, 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 don't, I don't, I'm not with this. If all, all I'm ever going to get is let down, all I'm ever going to get is, is rejected and dejected, then why should I be doing this? I'm not getting what I want. I'm only doing this because I'm trying to get something out of the deal. I'm trying to negotiate. I'm, there, there's something I'm after that's going to please me. And if I'm not getting that, why am I doing this? Real quick, brothers and sisters. I ain't gonna say real quick. I, I, you know, I keep saying that. Um, please join me. Keep Isaiah chapter 50, 58 verse three. But please join me in, in Matthew chapter ten and verse eight. In Matthew chapter ten and verse eight, I'm just gonna go straight to the point. Hopefully. Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, it says, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Now, this was actually the commission of Christ to the 12 apostles, the 12 disciples. In Matthew chapter 10, we, we get the, the, he chooses the 12 disciples who later on become apostles, 
except for Judas Iscariot, who, you know, betrays him and kills himself. Um, and obviously, Paul's not here at this time also. But, um, I'm going verse 5. These 12, Jesus sent forth, Matthew chapter 10, verse 5. These 12, Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Go to the Israelites. Just like Isaiah chapter 52, 58, verse 1. Cry out, spread not, lift up their voice like a trumpet. Show my people their transgression. The house of Jacob, their sin. Show them what they're doing wrong so they can get right. Show them where their mentality and their actions, the things they're doing, is wrong in the eyes of God. So now they can get it right. If they're really about God. If they're really about that life. All right? Verse 6. Uh, verse 7. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey, God's kingdom is about to come on this earth. Because this ain't, this ain't his kingdom. This, 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 the wickedness and evil and everybody get the liberty, that everybody can just do what they want, how they want, the way they want, and this earth now? Nah. That's coming to an end. God's righteousness, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew chapter 6, the Lord's Prayer, that's coming. This was commissioned to the disciples even when Christ first set them and still continues to this very day. Hey, we got to get right. We got to get right. We have to repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heaven is at hand. Verse 8. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. And all that, we can go through. There's many points. We can give me every one of those things that we just said. But we want to get to that point there where it says, freely you have received, freely give. For, for what Christ had given the disciples, he didn't get paid for it. To give them the keys to the kingdom of heaven, he didn't charge them tuition. To, to heal the sick, he didn't charge them as if he was a doctor or a physician. You had to pay me. You need to make sure you had uh, uh, some type of health plan so, so that now I can get paid for healing you, for helping you. Raise the dead. Cleanse the left. To do all the things that I'm doing, I did it for Christ. Did it for free. For a lot of the the like modern day, if you go to a psychotherapist, would it be a, a psychiatry or a psychologist? How much do they charge an hour if they're worth they're, if they're worth a damn to help you get your head right. They're getting some money to help you get your hair. And they're not even helping you get your hair right when it comes to Christ. They're helping you get your hair right just to deal with society. From the, from the Xanax to the lithium to, to volume to, hell, now that they'll legalize weed, get you a prescription to go smoke something. That's not helping you get nowhere ready or prepared for God's kingdom. And directing you, trying to guide you, this is how you're going to make it into God's kingdom and partake in what God is bringing. For all that was taking place, the healing, the, the psychotherapy, the psychiatry, the, 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 the physiology that Christ went into in helping people, 
He didn't get paid one. He didn't get paid. And he did it for free. And he told the disciples, his students, the ones actually following him, freely you have received what freely give. But coming back now, Isaiah 58 and 3, that we only do things if I'm going to get something out of the deal. And if I'm going to get something out of the deal, then why am I doing this? If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. I'm not happy serving God the way God wants to be served. I'm not getting my desires, what I want, what I feel I should have, what I feel I deserve. There is no justice. Do you read the scriptures at all? Do you read the Bible at all? Freely you have received, freely give. But no, many of us are stuck on this in Isaiah 58 verse 3. Wherefore have we fasted? Why am I sacrificing? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? I'm not getting what I want. Say they, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we have we afflicted our souls? What's the purpose of me going through any of this if I'm not getting nothing out the deal? And again, nothing out the deal means I'm not getting what I want. Forget the justice that you know what? What did God give Adam in the very beginning? Paradise. What did God come back and give the Israelites when we came out of Egypt? The land that flowed with milk and honey. The best that this world has to offer. And what do we do? We spit in his face. And now it's, if I'm not giving what I want, God, you're not there? Why am I doing any of this? Verse 3 again. Wherefore hast thou fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our souls, and thou takest no knowledge? Don't you see what I'm going through? I lay on my bed every night and I cry because I don't get the things I want. And I dread another day. I dread having to get I dread. I dread. I dread. I'm so depressed. I'm so hurt. I don't want to do this because I'm not getting any good out of the deal. And the definition of good is what we say is good according to how I feel. According to what I want. It says, Behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. God said, Look, even when you're sacrificing, you're only doing what's easy for you. And you're only doing it to get something out the deal. You're not doing it because we don't do things because it's about pleasing God. It's about, I'm only going to do this, I'm only going to do this, God, if you're going to give me what I want. So, when we take that mentality, you know what we're saying to God? Obviously, it's not about making God happy. It's I'm going to go with this little sacrifice, and I expect you to make me happy. I want to give the minimum and get the most. I want to give you the minimum, God, to say I did it, but you're supposed to give me my heart's desire, whatever it is the hell I want, because that's how I feel. This is, uh, this is a mental sickness we have. This is a mental disability we got. So it says, behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. 
and, and we are quick to give a list of all the things that we go through and all the things that we and, – and don't I deserve a little bit – a little something? Don't I deserve a little bit a little good, a little bit of what I want? For I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and I do that, and I do this, and I didn't say a word. And I do this, and I do that, and I do this, and I do that, and I still held my mule. Don't I get something good out of it? And again, good is based totally on our definition, everybody's own individual definition of what they think good is. It got nothing to do with what God says good is. It's only based on what we say good is. Um, let me find this other scripture. And we're probably going to have to do a damn. No, I'm not going to do a part six. I'm not going to do a part six, even though I really could. Um, one second, brothers and sisters. I'm looking for this scripture. <sighs> Come on. Um, One second, y'all. One second, one second. It's Luke. Going to Luke chapter 18, and we're still verse 9, brothers and sisters. Right now, hold it. We're, we're, we're anchoring off Isaiah 58. But right now, I'm going to go to uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 3, verse 9. Luke chapter 18, verse 9. All right, the book of Luke chapter 18, verse 9. And it says, And he spake this parable unto, unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. And again, this, it, this be the mentality of a lot of Israelites, a lot, a lot of us, that I'm the victim, and I'm more righteous, and everybody else is wrong because they don't do things my way. And because they don't do things my, because they don't do things my way, I don't have to submit to no one else. I have my own personal relationship with God. I've got my own. It, 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 it's me and God. I ain't going to let no man ever again tell me what to do. That I'm, I'm a man like you're a man, and ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I'm a, I'm, I'm I'm responsible for my own destiny. That if God wants me to do it, then God will let me know. But I'm not going to let nobody ever, 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 ever again tell me what to do. I, I, I'm going to find, and if I don't feel you're qualified to be over me, or, or I'm not going to submit to you according to how I feel, according to what I think. So for people, when we carry that mentality, that's what he says. And he spake this parable unto, unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous, that, 
the root word of righteous is what? Being right. I'm right. My way is right. How I see it is right. If I think that you're being too extreme, then according to my definition of righteous, you're too extreme, I have a good balance. If you're not taking something that's near and dear to me, serious enough, you, 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 you're taking it for a joke. That everything is based on how I feel. If it's right, if it's excessive, if, it, if it's, I'm just making a joke, you can't take a joke, you get no sense of humor, or you're too this, you're too that, there's something wrong with you that why can't you be more even balanced or be more just and see things the way I see things? I'm right, and you're wrong. Reading on, verse 10. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Now, Tessalonians has done the classes on the Pharisees and the publicans. Who? The Pharisees were perfect at the law. They could recite the law frontwards and backwards. But they were hypocrites. But they were hypocrites. And they were in leadership. They were in the leadership positions. They knew, they knew, they memorized. That's, that, that's the word I need to use. They memorized a lot of scriptures, did not apply any of them. But they knew how to put on the appearance that they were righteous. They knew how to go through the outward theatrics and the outward drama of appearing like they was really on point. But like we read earlier also, on the inside, they're like white sepulchers. On the outside, it's white, but on the inside, they're full of dead men's bones. They got a lot of unclean things inside of them. Then the publicans, they were basically tax collectors. And Hebrew, the Hebrews, again, you messing with the Hebrew money? You're taking our money or we hated you? The, the, the publicans was hated because they collected taxes for the Romans. So reading on. So you had this Pharisee and a publican coming to the temple. Verse 11. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus uh, with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. This nigga standing right next to uh, uh, his brother. But he wants to he wants to separate himself from his brother, and he wants to put himself in a higher class, upper class, than his brother. The problem Israelites had before we came to America wasn't racism; it was classism. When we first came out of Egypt, we had classism not racism. We weren't fighting because or upset because you was from the tribe of Benjamin and I was from the tribe of, of Levi or you was from the tribe of, of, of Ephraim and he was from the tribe of Asher and he was from the tribe of Simeon and you was from the tribe of Issachar. We didn't have no beef like that. We didn't have no problems like that. Our problem was classism. Remember, part of the, the memorial of blowing the trumpets was for all the Israel to, to, to remember that when we all came out of Egypt, we all lived in tents. Before we got the estates, the plantations, and, 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 and servants and everything, we were slaves in Egypt, and we all lived in these tents. We literally lived in tents together. But see, that became the problem. 
That became the problem with us as Israelites. And I went over all this. That became the problem because now, remember, we all came out of Egypt. We spoiled the Egyptians. So we had gold, silver, rubies. Anything good that Egypt had, we took. The silks, the robes, the, 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 the fabric, the linens. Uh, we, whereas one day we're slaves, didn't have a damn thing. Now Passover comes, we're in the wilderness, and now we've got all this stuff. We got all these things that we didn't have. But now, mind you, jealousy also struck his nasty head because there's a lot of overseers that were in Israel coming out of Egypt that were rich. They weren't ghetto. They, they were living in the king's courts. They had high positions in Egypt, just like today. They, there was an upper class, a middle class, and a lower class of Israelites, even in ancient Egypt. So coming out, of, coming out of Egypt, now everybody's what? On the same level as far as possessions. We all now got gold. We all now got silver. We all got precious jewels. We all got fabrics. We all got we all get the same thing. And now when everybody's got the same thing, you know what there's no room for? I can't boast that I'm better than you. I can't boast that I'm a field nigga and you a house nigga. I can't boast that I'm better than you because of my position, because of my riches, because of, of, of my possessions. So there was a lot of jealousy. Because I can't floss on you. You got what I got. I got what you got. So I can't put myself in a position where I'm of a higher, better, superior class than you are. Because you got the same thing I got. And if you were happy to be one of the rich overseers in Egypt, now who you look down to as slaves, ghetto, poor, now they got what you got. Oh, hell no. How dare you think you're on my level? How dare you even try to compare yourself with me? You know who the hell I am? That's why a lot of, when you go back and read and study, that's why a lot of Israelites wanted to go back to Egypt. They wanted to take the riches, what they could have spent in Egypt. They wanted to take it back to Egypt so now they could seem like they were somebody. Look at what now I have. That's what, and that's why we, there's so many times the Israelites wanted to kill Moses and take the possessions that they had to go back to Egypt where now I can floss and I got an identity. Now, now I can say, nah, 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 nah. You dropped your eyes, cream. You dropped your eyes, cream. You ain't got what I got. But in coming out of Egypt, no. The, the manna fell for everybody the same way. The most I care for everybody the same way. And now, because of self-esteem issues, I'm not special because I'm not above you because I got more. Well, we've carried this throughout our lives. So here in verse 11, Matthew chapter 18, verse 11. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast, I fast twice in the week, give tithes of all that I possess, Verse 13, and the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up his so lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, 
but smote upon his, his chest, saying, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Now, again, and I got 60 seconds left. Um, two men went up to, to the temple to pray. The one, a Pharisee, and the other, a, a, a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus uh, with himself. Mind you, these were the inner thoughts of the Pharisee. He didn't let the publican know what he was thinking. He didn't speak it out loud. This was all the stuff he had going on inside his head, all the unclean, filthy stuff he had going on inside his head. And what did the publican have inside his head? Father, forgive me. I'm, I'm a sinner. He wasn't trying to lay out a laundry list of all the good he does and why he's and and why he's a better, superior, greater than than anybody else. I'm a sinner. Verse fourteen. This is now Christ speaking about this parable. He says, "I tell you, this man went down uh, to his house justified, rather than the other." For every man, everyone that exalts himself shall be abased, and he that abased and humbles himself shall be exalted. That this, this other nigga was talk, trying to talk about all the things he's done and, and how much he sacrificed and how great he is, he is and should be recognized. While the other was a man, I'm a sinner. Father, forgive me. Then when the humble stuff, God is going to exalt when Christ, when God, when Christ gets here. Not now. But now, come back to Isaiah 58 and verse 3. It says, Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our souls, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, ye find pleasure and exalt all your labors. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. You should not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. That we don't want to get to the point where we're not understanding what this is all about. Again, if it was your first time uh, uh, participating in David Tomic, good job. Good job. That, that's a great beginning start. But for others that think that, that that's all they had to do, but now they don't have to, to let go of grudges. They don't have to, they, they can hold on to anger. They can be pissed off about things that, that they've had to submit to, that they feel they shouldn't have ever had to submit to. And you want to give a laundry list of things that, you, that you've been doing and now why you feel it's even that was more wrong, why you had to submit to things you've had to submit to. My two hours have expired as much as I did not want to go into a part six. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. All right, brothers and sisters. Um, I'm just bookmarking my spot right here. Uh, I will be picking up this class again tomorrow morning. Um, tomorrow is 
Oh, tomorrow's Tuesday. I'm not going to do it tomorrow morning. Tomorrow's Tuesday. It's South Park Tuesday. South Park Tuesday. South Park Tuesday. Where him and his beautiful wife, uh, Hasadiah, will be uh, edifying us even further in the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the Most High in Christ. But I'm going to come back with this one on Wednesday. Most High say the same. Oh, shit. No, I can't because we have some more errands on Wednesday. It won't be Wednesday morning then. I'll come back and, and finish up this class Wednesday, Wednesday evening. All right, I'll come back and finish up this class Wednesday evening. As we get ready to come into, again, don't, don't forget to go to isbhpk.com, isbhpk.com. Um, uh, go to the, the events. And it's going to be up there. You, you, you can't miss it. Um, it's the announcement for uh, the Future Tabernacles, and you'll see the invite and the RSVP. Uh, click on it, go through all the steps that it takes and that it's asking for, and they're asking for a $40 donation, which nothing wrong with that. $40 per donation per family, all right? That's going to provide some, some, some uh, food like burgers, chicken, hot dogs, and, and the such, and probably uh, get some drinks and stuff. So that's what that $40 donation is going to be uh, uh, going towards, uh, getting some you know, paper plates and all that type of stuff. Uh, you can bring, bring your food also. Um, and it's also to help pay for, for and, and recoup for, for the campgrounds, not paying for the campgrounds, that we want, might be able to come together for this day. So with that, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in, whether it was, again, on the Apple iTunes uh, radio podcast, if it was the iHeart radio podcast, if it was the Google podcast, um, podcast addict, or if you listen into your computer or web browser at www.blogstopradio.com. Whether you listen live to the show or you might catch an archive, uh, we want to say uh, thank you uh, to Water in, in ancient Hebrew. And with that, please tune in tomorrow uh, and catch Tazapot Tuesdays. Tazapot Tuesdays. Tazapot Tuesdays. Don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. So with that, shalom. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Oops, wrong one. <laughs> Long one.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.